Hello and welcome to Motorsport Now. My name is Jay Paveley and today's guest is Ben Bunnell. I hope you're looking forward to listening to what Ben has to say. It's great to hear what Motorsport UK are doing on the inside to see what they are doing for competitors and just to tell us a little bit about the changes from MSA to Motorsport UK. Without further ado, here is Ben. Well, I'm Ben Bunnell. Uh, I work at Motorsport UK in the communications department and I also am the media manager for the British Rally Championship. Now we all know how to say your surname properly. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny name. I've heard it being butchered over the years. Uh, so it's Bunnell, a little silent S. Silent S, we'll, we'll bear that in mind. So how long have you been with Motorsport UK and what drove you to join Motorsport UK? I've been with Motorsport UK for about just over a year now. So I um, originally from Jersey, I uh, moved over to Cody University. I studied motorsport management um, in Swansea. I then joined a company called MPA Creative, which is a, one of the best PR companies in, in the UK. And I worked on Wales Rally GB and the British Rally Championship. And the opportunity came up with the, the, the new regime, the new rebrand. Um, they wanted to take a lot more of their service in-house and I still had some unfinished business. So after six years at MPA, I joined the governing body, which was a bit of a culture shock at the time, but to go from an agency to the governing body, but it was, it's been great. And it's been, uh, the years and a bit has passed so quickly, but it's been, it's exceeded my expectations, that's for sure. Why did you say it was a culture shock? Uh, simply because a different way of working, because I think when I was at a, a PR company, it's a lot more um, buoyant, a lot more, um, it was a very small company, it's a lot more family orientated, whereas to go from something quite small to a company with, it's still small in the, in the grand scheme of things, but um, we're sort of 60 plus employees, um, obviously loads of different networks and regional committees all over the place. Um, yeah, it just, it was a slightly different way of working, but with the, with, you know, David Richards and Hugh uh, Chambers and Colin Clark and a few other people coming in, there's like a new wave of people, which has been great because there's been a mix of the experience, but there's also some, some fresh ideas, um, which, working together has actually been really really exciting so obviously you're quite passionate about motorsport have you competed yourself yeah I, I tend to not really sort of go into my uh my past I am on EWRC results um oh well done and there's a yeah which is a massive achievement for me <laughs> it's it's got a retirement against my name so yeah I did a bit of co-driving so uh, again from uh you know motorsport we weren't blessed uh with any sort of permanent circuits on jersey we don't have that luxury but you know working you know with um you know some of the organizers of the rallies i did uh, navigation rallies uh, and then a few stage rallies and as a, as a co-driver and um yeah i finished one uh, and that was a uk event in bovington and dorset great event and um i'm finished unfortunately the jersey rally which is like you know there's probably the one of my I suppose the catalyst for my sort of enthusiasm for the sport. Um, I've always wanted to do that event and always finish it. And I've only done it once and I haven't finished it yet. So I think it's, it's something I need to go back to at some point. Um, but it was great fun. It gives me the, the, the kind of the, I understand what the competitors are going through in, in a small way. Um, so when I come around to talking about it or writing about it, um, I've got that little bit of an inside track. And you said about the rebrand of MSA to Motorsport UK. Um, in terms of your point of view and well, really as a representative of, of Motorsport UK, how do you feel it's different now from how it was? What has the rebrand brought to, you know, the company and also or the governing body and the competitor as well? What are the improvements and changes? I think a lot of people probably initially, um, obviously David Richards, when he came in as chairman, um, at the start of 2018, 
Um, most people, if not everyone, knew of his history, you know, Formula One, touring cars, rallying, you know, he's a world champion, British champion himself. And I think with, you know, I think with him coming in and bringing in certain um, key individuals like Hugh Chambers as the CEO, it was that the focus was to go from sort of a governing and, and a regulation uh, organization to more of a trying to put the competitors first, engaging with the clubs, because we really want, you know, we want to look, we want a, a sustainable future for the sport. We don't want it to, to die out. And we do, you know, we were known perhaps um, as being that sort of the, the ivory towers down at Colnbrook. Um, you know, you pay your license fees and you don't hear, you know, hear from us. But our, the ethos has changed. So, you know, we've we've done a lot more in terms of, you know, social media's improved. Uh, we're doing a lot more, you know, newsletters. We're doing, we've got numerous member benefits now. So to help people compete, you know, there's that options that, you know, you've got discounts on tyres, fuel, um, even esports stuff now, you know, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a bit. But there's all these different stuffs, which again helps give something back to competitors. Um, and again, supporting the clubs, which again, in this in this time, we've also, um, had to do as well with our, our continuity fund as well. So lots of different things. And again, it's, it's going out there. And the one thing I do love, I have to say, it's been good when, you know, working on like the British Rally Championship and Wales Rally GB is actually going out there. And actually um, it's, it's something we never used to do as a company because uh, people didn't go out to events necessarily. Whereas actually now our ethos is to, we want to go out there. We want to go and shake some hands. We want to go and speak to them. What, what do you like? What do you not like? Um, and that's just that's what then fuels our passion to then go, actually, how can we, how can we improve and how can we make things better? Um, and it's a slow, it's a slow process. People still call us MSA. Um, and, you know, but most sport UK, the reason for the rebrand just has been more, you know, uh, relevance. You know, you say British cycling, people understand what it's all about when MSA could mean anything else. Couldn't it? it could mean the Malaysian school association. It could be anything. Um, so yeah, it, things do take time. And I think we're made slow, but surely, we're making that progress and hopefully people enjoy what we, we do and enjoy competing and trying to change from just the regulation, but also to a supporting the competitors, clubs, uh, etc. So if um, I know obviously things are difficult at the moment because of everything going on with COVID and trying to get in touch with people, but if a competitor is listening to this and they go, do you know, what, actually there's something I'm really passionate about, you know, putting forward to help improve with the sport from their own experience, whether it's from karting to rallying to navigating, whatever, how's the best way to get in touch with someone probably more likely once this is all over yeah it's 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 probably a little bit more difficult at the minute um because obviously there's that everyone's got that hangover whether it be personal life work sport enjoyment you know um whether it be football motorsport whatever we still don't know what it's going to look like the other side uh, and when that is so um the best thing is i mean there's depending on the, the department, the best place is definitely the, our contact us page on, on the Motorsport UK website, simply because there are a range of different departments. There is no central you know, uh, pinpoint to go and speak to one person um, because there's obviously things if people got you know, questions about karting, about rallying, about the commercial and the, the communication side, um, or just you know, even a, a general sort of, uh, a general inquiry. So that's probably the best place I would send people to is the contact us page on motorsportuk.org. Do you have touched on it a little bit already? Um, with Corona going on, obviously, no one really knows when it's gonna finish and you guys don't necessarily control, it's down to the government, of course. Um, but what kind of um, things has Motorsport UK put in place to try and help the competitor at the moment? Or um, organizers or and so on? Yeah, we, we took it obviously a fairly early, um, we adopted a fairly early approach to, um, it, it, 
I mean, from a personal point of view, it was quite a big responsibility to effectively press the pause button on the sport when that announcement got made, which was probably the biggest announcement I'm probably going to ever do. Um, and naturally, there, at the times, there were critics, and obviously a lot of people you know, praising the decision. And then we further extended it to the end of June. And quite rightly, when you look at what's going on uh, in the bigger picture uh, with what's happening with you know, government and obviously the NHS, you know, we, we can't be seen to be um, going out there and actually competing. But in the meantime, you know, we've done quite a lot of things. We've, uh, we've launched two different esports championships. Obviously, those that want that competitive fix, some people say it's not quite the same, but you know, I, I've had a go a little bit on the rallying side and it, it really does, you get, the, you get the heart going and the adrenaline starts flowing. It's enjoyable. And again, yeah, the karting one uh, has run. We're hopefully going to run a, a bigger series. So we've run like an Easter series of that. And we've got the, the EBRC, which has launched, which is anyone can, any Motorsport UK license holder. So whether that be a marshal, official, trackside member, competitor, co-driver, they, if they've got dirt, um, rally 2.0, they can come give it a go. And uh, it's again, it's giving stuff back to the uh, our Motorsport community. And we've, we've also um, got more uh, member benefits involved. So there's a lot more things you can do stay at home, uh, which again, which for not little money um, or already part of the, the membership, which is great. And also we've introduced a learning hub, which we push more to the forefront now of actually to keep people sharp or actually to learn new skills. Um, it's a great time to, to swat up on, on, on various bits of pieces, whether you're a marshal, official, even we, you know, we encourage competitors to actually give it a go as well, because it's good to see how the other side work. Because, um, you know, as a competitor, you may not know how a marshal deals with the situation and vice versa. So actually, uh, yeah, it's by launching that, that, that learning hub, it's also been good. Um, so yeah, and again, we are working on the scenarios of what it will look like on the other side, which again, I can't tell you simply because we don't know, but we've got, you know, the plan ABC, which um, depending on dates and depending on what government allows. And that's, I, I think there's probably quite a lot of, a lot of people who respect our decision, but there's probably some people who, who are frustrated. Um, but naturally we can only really, it's not, a, it's not really a decision in our hands. We have to, we are um, in close uh, liaison with the department for culture, uh, media and sport. Um, on a sort of fairly regular basis to kind of go, what, you know, what can we can't do, but also we've got to follow their guidance of when, uh, when lockdown could finish, social distancing will be a thing for how long, uh, how big events can you run? So there's, there's so many questions, which obviously we are working on, uh, you know, we aren't certainly twiddling the thumbs. We're trying to go, right, let's be proactive. Let's engage the membership. We're doing our weekly quizzes as well. So you may, recognize this voice and uh <laughs> on a monday evening but again that's that's been great we've done uh, two of those now and it's been great to to see people come and join that on a monday night and you know club members meet each other virtually and it's been great to bring the community together because uh, again we're all fans of the sport and we want to get back up and running as soon as possible and we're going to try and do as much as we can to do that but also keep people entertained in the meantime do you work much with the motorsport uk academy at all yeah, I'm very lucky in in my position with um, obviously as the media manager for the for the British Rally Championship, uh, involved with the British Kart Championship, uh, and also in the communications team, quite central to the company. So um, the academy is great, and obviously Team UK as well, and helping to promote those guys and girls. Um, and some of them come through the series that I look after. Um, you know, we've got the likes of Eddie Lewis in the academy. Um, we've got the likes of Rhys Yates and Chris Ingram. We've done the BRC still do who are team uk members so yeah it's 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 nice to, to be involved in that as well in a small way 
Yes, yeah, so it's good, like everyone's working together for that. And as, like yourself, you're fresh blood to it, really. And I met, is it Kate Bolden at the Auto Sports Show earlier this year? And she came from a completely different background, but from different sports. So hopefully she can bring some energy um, to that as well, a different perspective. Um, in terms of where you see Motorsport UK going then forward, obviously we don't know what th- things are going to happen. Do you think you're going to continue doing more online things at esports even when things start to get going again? I, I, you know what? I was talking to my uh, head of department, Colin Clark, about this. Um, the things we're doing now, you know, the engagement, with the, the quizzes, the esports, whatever it may be, the extra benefits, they, for me, and we were talking about, they shouldn't stop because if anything, this has just turbocharged um, this to the forefront because we were looking at running various different British championships. Um, but it's obviously a time thing when we're trying to obviously direct the sports, you know, the, 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 you know, the real life sport. And then obviously esports is a growing phenomenon, you know, by the day, you know, it's, it's huge. You know, it's a huge business now. And it's actually just turbocharged that to actually go, okay, we need to have some series. And you know what? I see no reason why it cannot run side by side. And you know what? I think actually we do have like our, our pillars of investment. So we announced back end of last year, we had like an, our investment strategy, which is very much how we can improve the sport. Uh, and get more people involved so obviously there's the, the promotion of it the education training but also the development the innovation and esports is a massive part of that because there's a lot of people who watch formula one or go and do indoor karting but there's there's no link to them to actually go i can actually go and do this myself so through the likes of esports the fact that like for example the the e-british rally championship the fact that the winner will actually go and test a real car uh, and there's various other prizes as well, which um, they'll get rides in cars, they'll get tours of facilities. Um, and that's quite good to bridge that gap between the virtual and real world, um, which it started now. And it's something we definitely want to keep push- pressing on with for the future, for sure. It's something um, in Jack Bunyan's interview that I did on the other podcast. Um, we talked about how there was a reduction in people coming into the sport. And you think, obviously, it's because of cost. Obviously, it's an expensive sport to get into. And it's always in the back of our minds. You know, if we do go off the stage, off the track, you know, it's going to cost you <laughs> regardless. Um, but also, there's a bit of a potentially a little bit of disengagement with the current, like the younger generations with actually getting hands on and doing things to their cars, fixing things. And obviously, it's a very exciting time because we've got electric cars coming and the future is, you know, it's, it's bright in that respect. But do you feel like maybe esports will help get those youngsters then i know you said about the prize but is that kind of a tempting way to say no this is what it could be like this is exciting yeah absolutely it's if if anything it's there's there's so many exciting ways where motorsport could go um esports some people may poo poo it but i i do think it's a skill and a sport in its own right um and it's developing massively and yeah, I definitely think so because, you know, the, in the past, you know, the likes, you know, toys and hobbies like Meccano, Skelectric, for example, created engineers and created, you know, want to be racing drivers. And I think there still is a little bit of that. Um, but I see this as almost like that equivalent, you know, as inspiring people to actually go, motorsport is quite exciting. And you are right. There is, there naturally is, I suppose, it's difficult to put our finger on it, but I think the sport as a whole isn't an older, um, an older demographic. Um, I think that's because of like you said, I think you, you, you touched on with Jack and, and you just mentioned there about um, the cost. Motorsport as a whole isn't cheap, but there are some cheap ways to go and get into it, whether it be marshalling, there's you know auto testing, navigational rallies, there's so much you can do for quite a small, small budget. But yeah, I think it's it's trying to inspire that next generation. And I think 
esports is is definitely a, a very important way to get people involved because that older generation is going to be around forever and we do need to to have a sustainable feature and, and train new people up you know for drivers co-drivers marshals officials um and things like that i think will whet the appetite for sure yeah i mean i said that people don't like getting their hands dirty but my younger brother he's 18 and all he's been doing during covid is polishing his crz that he's um done every single mod he possibly can <laughs> so he's bucking the drone baby but it's interesting isn't it how yeah generations do change um in terms of if people are, are listening um and they do want to get involved we're trying to direct people to motor, a local motor club that's for the best way to start off. Is there any advice you'd like to give to anyone who wants to get involved with the Motorsport UK? Yeah, I, I definitely think you just touched on there. The clubs effectively got 720 of them around the country. There are, we can't be everywhere. Uh, and as much as we'd like to be, there's only say 60 members of staff. We can't be everywhere, but um, the clubs is, is the best one, you know, go to, to your, you know, a local event um, and just really sort of, you know, get that sort of flavor and get that feeling, speak to people because on the whole, everyone is really keen and really passionate and they want to try and ins inspire people to get involved. Um, that's a great way to go and do it. But also the Motorsport UK website. Um, I'd know because I've, I had to refresh it from the MSA to the Motorsport UK branding, but there's a heck of a lot on there in terms of how to get started, um, how to get involved, you know, learning hubs, I think I mentioned before. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of information. It can be quite daunting. And I think that's probably the biggest psychological um, not say problem, but stumbling block or hurdle for people to get into the sport is that, oh, am I going to be accepted? Am I, am I going to be okay? Am I going to do it? You know, am I going to be quick? Am I going to be, but I think actually it's that once you overcome that and once you realize motorsport is such a friendly uh, industry and sports, you know, from top to bottom, there's people who, who want to see you get involved. And there's a lot of people who can remember their first foray into a sport and feeling probably quite nervous and going, actually, this is quite, you know, this is quite a, this is you know this is quite a big deal but i think actually over over time and breaking that initial barrier i think that's where yeah. people then enjoy it and love it and join their motor club and get involved in so many great events and how are you going to communicate to um, license holders that motorsport is back up and running very good question so we've got um obviously we have got our uh, revolution magazine which is uh, a magazine which goes out to all license holders we do have uh, mail shots that also go out to these individuals but we do uh, and our social channels our website uh, and we do proactively engage with the clubs as well again as i said there's that kind of 720 uh, clubs we then speak to them and we do try and get to speak to them as individually as uh, as possible as well so then they're kind of they help us spread that kind of word so whenever we do get up and running again. sorry did um, i may have been making this up because it seemed ages ago didn't Debbie Richard send out a letter. Did I make that up? I thought you had a letter. Oh, maybe it didn't come to me. Scrab that. I may have made that up. It might have been my um, no, no. it might have been my um, my license actually. No, it might be my license form because I applied for it pretty late because I had a rally in March. Like literally I had one the a few weeks before COVID like shut down, so thank God I got my kick in, but before stop. No, absolutely. And um David and Hugh as well. Um, there've been letters in people with renewal packs when they've when they've rejoined, um, and we've also we try to uh, in Hugh's column uh, in Revolution every month we try and sort of put that out onto the channel because it does give people at the minute a bit of an update. And um, I think um, yeah, there's there's only so much you can say at the minute really. You know, we are like you say liaising with the government and and trying to trying our best to sort of lobby us as a sport. But obviously they've got 
so many other sports banging on the door. They've got so many other invested interests, as well as actually the most important thing, saving lives and looking after the NHS at the forefront. So it's that fine balance. You know, we will go, the lights will go green when we can. Well, maybe we'll get you back onto the podcast once we have a bit more information. Well, maybe once things are up and running again, it might be a nice way to communicate out to to everyone who's listening. But I really appreciate the time. Is there anything else you think is important to get out there to anyone who's listening? No, I just think it's. It's. I think it's a great actual. This is a great podcast. I've listened to. You know, I actually listened to Jack Benyon's one the other night, um, and it's good just to hear people's sort of insights, what they're up to. Um, what up did you in this situation uh, and just showcase the, the, the passion of the, of the sport. So I'd just like to say thank you, Jay. It's been good. It's been good. <laughs> listening. It's been, it's been, it's been a gap in this actually, you know, we, we've actually want to, we do want to hear what kind of people got to say and, and their, their views and um, yeah. And just see how people are getting on and just really show the passion for the sport. Oh, for sure. It's, it's something I want to do because I, I like to hear the people's stories. And I think everyone in motorsport is super nosy anyway. Everyone likes a good gossip, don't they? But it's also... Oh, absolutely. But and also there's so much on social media and you think everything looks so glossy. And, you know, that's what people want to see on Instagram or whatever. They get their fix. And that's how Instagram or Facebook works, isn't it? But it's also just to see what happened behind that and to hear people's stories that they don't always share or write down. So thank you. Appreciate that but um thank you very much for coming on thank you very much jade and that was ben thank you so much to ben for coming on the podcast that was really interesting just to hear about his side of the story and his background fresh blood's always good to have in the sport just to give another perspective and bring fresh new ideas please leave your comments as always get in touch on instagram please subscribe and review if there's any other questions that you want me to ask people then please get in touch i'd love to hear what you have to say Thank you to Forest Rally Experience and to Grippy Motorsport as my podcast sponsors. Have a great evening. Bye.